It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So this is Lo with Behind the Gloves, and I am joined now with Sugar Hill Steward. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Lo? I'm good, good. Now, the last time I saw you was at the National Golden Gloves. But actually, I didn't know until after you had left why you were even in Tulsa. You were there for Nico Ali Walsh's debut. That's right. Yeah, and he's 3-0 and now. Yep, three and zero oh, um, as a middleweight. Three and zero oh middleweight. Yeah. yeah, and he's—I mean, three fights in four months. So you all are keeping him pretty active. Yeah, yeah, he's been pretty busy. He's just uh, like you know, for me, he's just like a novice fighter. So it's best to keep him busy and to uh, you know keep him in the gym. So one of the ways keeping him in the gym is to keep busy and just get him fights uh, according to to what he's learned and and. Um, you know that's the, that's the best way to move him, just like an amateur. Right, right. Is he? Um, how's he progressing? Well, he's been progressing pretty good. Uh, he's got the three fights, and it's not a fast process. Uh, everybody has a different learning curve. So, uh, for you know, um, with him, I it's, it's it wasn't even me like uh, trying to rush anything. It's just like just take his time, and however fast he learns is how he gets moved. How would you describe his fighting style? Uh, he's a versatile fighter. He likes to fight, and then he likes to box. So uh, just kind of mix that up. He would always want to fight when I first started training him, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, I don't like the fighting so much because it just takes so much wear and tear on your body. Um, yeah. I like the boxing. It's supposed to be the sweet science of boxing. So um, my goal is to teach him how to hit and not be hit. So he can do a bit of both, and uh, just just putting those things together at, at the right time, um, which will you know make him continue to grow. Well, I mean, he's three and zero now, so it's definitely working. Um, when can we see him in the ring next? Well, actually, he's scheduled for January the 29th back in Tulsa, Oklahoma, again. Oh, okay, awesome. But I'm not training him anymore. <laughs> really. Yeah. Well, that's new. Uh, is there a reason? 
Uh, it's a reason beyond my control. His uh, manager name is Mike Joyce. Uh, you have to ask, take that up with him. I have no idea. So, I may have uh, to ask him that. <laughs> yeah, give well, Mike Joyce a call. Yeah, what's up with that? Uh, so shortly after um, after that debut fight, you went into um, pretty much oscillation with Team Fury and getting him ready for Fury Wilder 3. How was that? How was that camp? Uh, camp with Tyson Fury is always fun. Uh, me and Tyson always have so much fun together, learning, messing around, and, uh, and pushing each other. So, uh, yeah, training camp with Tyson uh, is always fun. This camp here actually was different because I had to go over to England and spend some time over there because his uh, newborn baby was uh, was in the hospital still, and uh, everything went okay with that. Everything went well, actually great. And, uh, you know, he was just over there for that time. So we spent half the camp over in England and half the camp in the U.S. Uh, a bit different, but uh, still came out victorious and, and always working hard and having multiple game plans and uh, getting that knockout. Yeah, that crunk style knockout. Uh, so there's like a six hour difference. Was there like a bit of a adjustment period when you all had to come from England back to the U.S.? Like, was there a period you all had to kind of just pump the brakes for a little bit, get readjusted? Um, I don't want to say that exactly. And then through my experience, the time zones don't bother me. So, but I know it bothers other people. And a lot of times I believe it's a lot of mental, uh, you know, just a lot of mental stress that you go through when you're going through the different time zones because of what you believe in. Just like when they say you're going up to the mountains uh, to Colorado for the U.S. championships and then everybody starts to panic and saying, I need to be up there with two weeks in advance and all that stuff. Most of the things are just whatever you believe, whatever somebody's telling you or whatever you start to believe in is, is how you're going to start to react to certain things. So for me, it's not that mm. big of a deal for Tyson. He's been doing uh, the traveling for so long. He knows how to come over to, you know, from England to the U.S. Uh, most of them, when they get here, when they get to the U.S., they just stay up all night, they stay up all day. And then when the nighttime comes and they go to sleep and maybe it takes like two days, maybe. Uh, some days, sometimes for some people, I've seen them just walk right in and just fall right into line. So it's just yeah. whatever each person's body can uh, endure and to adjust to. Well, I'll tell you what, we watched that fight from home and I think our house was just as loud as that arena because we were screaming and jumping on furniture and it was wild. That was that was the craziest fight, like the craziest fight that I've seen that was not recorded and I watched it on YouTube, like where I didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> I mean, it it was it was crazy. So, I mean, what was your game plan going in, going into there? The game plan was for a knockout. <laughs> knockout. I don't know why I even asked you that. <laughs> yeah, the game plan was for a knockout. The game plan was to knock out Deontay Wilder. Um, that way, we don't have to have we don't have to hear any uh, any uh, any back talk or you know. And, and and pretty much after that fight, things did die down. So nobody's nobody's arguing or complaining about the decision. Or, or how to fight in it this time. And that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to just end that trilogy, end that um, that battle with Deontay Wilder, you know, knowing 100% who the better man was, who the better fighter was. Yeah, no no stone left unturned, that's for sure. And I think you all definitely accomplished that. Um, so moving forward, I mean, everyone's kind of waiting for January 11th, which is, you know, the purse bid for, Fury and Dillian White. 
Um, and I know you all don't have an opinion on who he fights next. At least that's what you say. Like, it's just whoever gets in that ring. But, you know me. You know me already. Yes. I don't have an opinion on none of it. No, I don't have you an don't. Opinion on that at all. But I do have to ask now, who, you, because... who you would want to fight. Yeah, who I would want to fight. Who I would want him to fight would be just whoever's the best is. Whoever, whoever. So who would you say is the best? Whoever, whoever says is the best. And it, it doesn't even matter to me what I say who's the best, actually, because, I mean, you've got, you've got maybe what's the top four heavyweights out there, which is Tyson Fury. Uh, you've got Deontay Wilder. You've got Anthony Joshua. You've got Alexander Usyk. So. You know, any one of those three. Uh, how about Tyson fighting himself? So, yeah, any one of those three would do. I think he's and, already uh, fought himself and won, so. <laughs> yeah, so we could just scratch that one off the list then. So it's just three yes. other guys or three, two other guys out there that's supposed to be, you know, supposed to be the top the top guys uh, in, in boxing. So, and whoever else is, is coming up, who's ever on that verge or whoever, um, yeah, I mean, who's ever out there? It doesn't even matter. If it's, it's, yeah. It starts to be too difficult to say, oh, he should fight him or he should fight. Listen, Tyson Fury is the best heavyweight. Um, Tyson Fury is the best heavyweight on the planet. And, uh, you know, he's the man to beat. So, I mean, he just wants to beat up everybody. It doesn't even matter to him who it is. The same as it doesn't matter to me who it is because me and him both see the same results. It's just him knocking somebody out. That's it. I think that's why you two work so well together and you all just mesh so good. And even like in the ring, I noticed like you were able, you knew what to do to dig deep and get him to keep, you know, going even after the two knockdowns. So I feel like, and you, you probably agree with me on this, like your relationship with your fodder and with your trainer, it's instrumental to how successful you are. Uh, I feel that's actually a big part and maybe and I should say other trainers maybe don't feel that way, but I, that's the way I was taught by Emmanuel. Emmanuel taught me so much in boxing and, and in life. And, and one of those things is to, you know, uh, one of the things is to know your fighter. Right. I'll just, right. I'll just keep that. I'll just keep it that much simpler, not going into details, but know your fighter uh, as yeah. well as your fighters should know you, obviously. Maybe that's too much detail for people and it, it might confuse them, but it's just <laughs> as simple as that. No, I, I mean, I totally understand it for sure. And um, I know Fury has said that he doesn't care about the belts, um, but he is essentially, you know, one or two steps away from becoming undisputed. Has has that crossed his mind at all? Have you all discussed that? Uh, you know, a lot of things cross our mind, but they don't stick to our mind. So, yeah, we've talked about undisputed. We've talked about and not even undisputed. It's like just beat whoever got all the belts. It's not really like, oh, I'm be, I want to be undisputed. So it was just like whoever else is supposed to be a champion, go in there and kick their ass. And now there's only one champion, you know? So it's not even really so much to say as, oh, I'm undisputed. It's just right. to be a one standing, one only standing champion. So, so I, mean, I will give my personal, just... I'll give my personal opinion. I would, I mean, I do want to see Gillian Watts get his shot, obviously, but I do want to see that mega fight with, with Usyk. And I looked this up because I'm funny about like numbers and dates and stuff. So I looked it up. The last undisputed uh, heavyweight title fight between two undefeated fighters was Mike Tossin versus Tony Tucker in August of 1987. 
And exactly one year later was when Tyson Fury was born and named after him. Mm, same date and everything. Yeah. Don't tell me that ain't a coincidence. You got your, you got some research. You did some research out there. More than I, I came prepared. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I mean, I want to see them both because I think Dillian Watt, he, de- he deserves a fair shot, but that you six <clears> thought, <throat> that's, that's the one for me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, those are all good matchups. It's just, listen, myself and Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury wants to fight. I want Tyson Fury to fight. Does it matter who anymore at this point? No. You know, uh, I just feel, you know, Tyson Tyson is the best. So it doesn't right. even matter who, whoever wants to challenge the best. That's what we'll have. We'll have that for breakfast. Yeah. Are there any up-and-coming heavyweights that stand out in your mind, like as, you know, that could be the next Tyson Fury. You know, I get asked this question a lot frequently now, so it's it's a it's a question I don't really like to answer because I don't like to to uh, you know put other heavyweights you know uh, you know below anybody else. But uh, you know, there's one that we always talk about who's in training camp with us all the time, and that's Jared Anderson, of course. So right, I always have right. to say his name. But there are other heavyweights out there, you know, with talent, with talent, and that's uh, you know that has that has a very good potential and a championship, uh, you know, caliber and, and, could, and uh, you know, possibly very, very possibly being heavyweight champion of the world as well. But, you know, right now, because training with us all the time, this is Jared Anderson who gives right. Tyson his best work. And that's why we love Jared Anderson in training camp because uh, Jared is something special, you know, yeah. he reminds us of Tyson Fury actually. Yeah. With, uh, the things that he does, his attitude, his work ethics, um, his athleticism, his uh, endurance, you know, a lot of those things, those other things that Jared has, he just don't have the size with Tyson Fury, but yeah, I mean, Jared likes to get down. So, uh, yeah. yeah, me and Tyson just, we, we enjoy him, we enjoy being around him because it pushes, it pushes Tyson, it pushes Jared and the better Jared gets, the better Tyson's going to get. And uh, we just keep working off of that kind of a, off of that kind of a, a vibe. And uh, yeah, that's, that's yeah, the fun part about it. His trainer too, Derry Riley. I love him. He is so he's just the That's most down to earth person. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I love him. He's I call him Mr. Vegas and he eats it up. He eats it up. He wants to, <laughs> he wants me to call him that. So I do. <laughs> I make sure I see him. I make sure I see him. I'm doing hey Mr. Vegas. He's gonna be like, Yeah, and he'll know where you got it. What are you talking too. about, man? <laughs> that was a perfect impression. <laughs> <laughs> so Speaking of like potential heavyweights for you and not even just heavyweights, but world champions in any weight class, in your mind, what distinguishes a good fighter from what you would consider to be, oh, they could be top of their division? Um, you know, like if they just walked fighters. in the gym one day and you were just like, oh, that could be a world champion. Well, you know what? It takes a little bit more than just that because uh, you would have to, you would need to have a very good eye to see somebody just walk in the gym and say, "Oh yeah, he's the one." Uh, you know, because it's it's a lot more than just being in the gym that affects you know these fighters. What's going on in that in that outside life also affects these fighters, and 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 uh, you you have you've had a lot of great fighters or great athletes that have been boxing, but then they had something outside of boxing going on, and that took away from them, you know being that that boxing superstar that everyone thought that he was going to be right 
uh, whether it's his personal life or, you know, you know, well, I just say it's personal life. So, um, yeah, whatever issues that happen in somebody's life, I mean, those things play a big part in um, how somebody proceeds in their career, especially like, oh, I could just say, oh, yeah, it's him. Yeah, I mean, that'd no, be nice to no. say, yeah, him, nope, not him, him, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. Nope. Not like nope. not like you're nope. rotting anyone yeah. off, yeah. but some people just, yeah. you know, like if somebody just sticks out, you're not that you're rotting anybody off, though. Yeah, but it's like for me, I'm like I don't want to be the one like, oh yeah, I can pick them, like I'm something yeah. special, you know. But I, I feel I like you could. I know you're not gonna say it, but I feel like you could. Uh, I have to watch, and, and and I mean, sometimes you can look at somebody and say, oh yeah, but then it's not. Still, it's just it's just whatever happens. You don't know what's gonna right. happen. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. very difficult to say and for somebody to say it now. Yeah, we've seen Emmanuel do it, you know, but uh, the coming years is taking him to even get to that point. So it's not yeah. just like, oh, yeah, and just start picking people. If it was that easy, you might as well play the lotto. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, your uncle is my husband's favorite trainer of all time because he had the most world champions. So, I mean, he's, he's He's really like emulated a lot of what he taught just from, I mean, he's never been to your gym or anything, but he's emulated a lot of what he taught into how he fought. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty interested, you know, one day, one day, one day, uh, you know, hooking up and bringing him to training camp, whether it's Tyson Fury training camp or just, you know, somebody else's training camp, you know, to have him around and to be able to, to watch him, you know, I know. You're going to be shocked. And I don't say that because I'm his wife. I'm telling you. And I say it because I've seen other pros' reactions to him. I'm, I'm not going to say what he does because I don't want to give it away. But, I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll enjoy him a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, if you're knocking people out, you know, I enjoy that. You know, I know he's, I know he's a big fella. Big yeah. strong fella, he come from the Hanshaw family. So they, they got a rich line of uh, tradition in boxing. Uh, yeah. You know his dad, Charlie. They go back. They go back buddies with Emmanuel. So uh, yeah. I remember when I first started training fighters, I had to go to Ashland and I uh, had yeah. a Silver Gloves tournament. It was a regional tournament. It was a big snowstorm. It had to be nineteen ninety-eight, maybe I think eighty-eight, uh, one of those two years. But that was the first time I've been out of town with a fighter because the first time a crunk fighter has been out of town, uh, and I don't know how long in years, maybe 10, 10, 12 years, maybe or 15, who knows, but has even been out of town for a tournament. And um, I took a fighter named John Jackson out there and uh, he lost to Tian Kennedy. And, uh, okay, yeah. In the finals and my fighter, John Jackson only had like five fights, but Tian had wow. like 60 already. So it was a tough wow. fight. He just, he just lost because he was just out hustled a little bit. Uh, you know, yeah. not having that much experience, but uh, yeah, he didn't get beat up or anything like that. It was a very competitive fight all the way through, and yeah, uh, yeah just that snowstorm being in Ashland in that gymnasium, uh, yeah, it seemed it seemed totally old school. <laughs> yeah, well, that old school boxing still exists in Ashland, so I mean, you'll definitely have to come out and and see what what kind of fighting scene we got down here. Listen, I definitely want to go back because that's that's actually for me. That's like that's like one of the starting points, you know, in my career as a trainer was going to ask him. He didn't want me to go on that trip. He's like, "No, nah, just wait till next year." And I was like, "Really? 
he deserved it. Like he won. He won. You know, he won their states. You know, he he deserved it. And I had just got me a brand new nineteen ninety eight Jeep Grand Cherokee, and I'm like, oh, this is Jeep that's Cherokee. reason enough. It can go anywhere. Forget the snowstorm, man. And um, yeah, we made it. You know, we went there. Didn't have any problems. Uh, had uh, you know, yeah, we went there, and, and uh, it was a great experience for us and me for myself too. Uh, is that so, where yeah. you met Charlie? I'm sorry. Is that where you met Charlie? Uh, yeah, actually it was because he was the tournament. For those director. listening, Charlie's my father-in-law, by the way. Just people that are listening. Big Charlie Hanshaw. <laughs> yes, yes. Legend around these parts yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so well, I, I like that area too because, you know, as you know, you know, my family is from West Virginia as well. So right, by. right. West Virginia yeah. boy, for sure. Yeah, that's where Emmanuel was born. Emmanuel, my mom, my, my aunt, they were all born in West Virginia. Yeah, everyone here claims him. They don't say he's from Detroit. That's I don't care if the gym's there. I don't care if that's where his legacy's at. No, he's a yeah. he's a West Virginia boy in our eyes. Yeah, yeah, he's got those roots there, so yeah, you can't deny yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully, you know, we get some answers soon on this. You know, fight. I mean, it seems like every time Fury's got a fight, there's always something. If there's an arbitration, or there's just it's never a clean cut sign the contract let's get it done so so that's why you see our attitude is like just fight whoever it doesn't even matter it don't even have to be for any notes or anything like that just let that man fight i had a great idea yesterday i had a great idea yesterday i won't tell anybody about it yet i gotta wait you can tell me brilliant idea ever nah i can't say anything about it but yeah it was just something about (laughs) the fight you know so but yeah i didn't even i didn't even know i didn't even know january 11th was uh the date deadline date i don't because i don't get into that stuff that's extra yeah. stress for me you see i try, <laughs> to, stay looking, I try to stay looking nice and young you know listen i, I need nice to take that advice because not no only i'm like trying to get my husband off my hands because i'm like right now his promoter uh because i'm a promoter out <laughs> of west virginia and so i'm like trying to like somebody take this boy off my hands please so I'm trying to go your route for sure, trying to get out of that side of the business. I can just be like the supportive wife in the sidelines. I don't have to deal with all that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's tough, but it's, it's good experience. And, and you, uh, you know, you're learning it. And uh, and then the best way to do it is just to learn it. You pay attention. You're not trying to be cocky or anything like that, but learn yeah. and, and uh, you know, keep keep progressing and just, you know, always looking to be better when you look to be yeah. better then you can't do anything else or expect anything else but to become better because you're looking yeah. for those challenges and trying to improve all the time one thing about me is i i take in what people say and i like to pick people's brains i never want to get to a point where i feel like i know i know it all and like i know more than what i know i'm very good about saying i don't know teach me so i feel like in a way, that's what has got me opportunities that maybe other people didn't. They were more closed-minded because me, I'll shut my mouth and listen. I want to know about who paved the way and how they did it and how I can do the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty, sounds like myself a bit. Yeah. Just, they say you can't learn nothing if you're talking. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And if it stops getting better, it stops being good. And the only way it can get better is if you're learning. Yeah. 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 Every day for me is learning. So 
I'm very thankful for that. And uh, that's what keeps me going and keeps bettering me so I can help better others. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you so much for, you know, taking time out of your morning to chat with me. Um, I'm going to keep my eyes out for, you know, the next update in his fight because we love a good fury fight. So when you uh, find out, you let me know because I'll be just I'll probably be the third, fourth to know. I, mean, I don't be you'll I don't be the look. first one I text. You may call me before Tyson calls me. Who knows? I'll, so he's I'll always calling me about it. he's always calling me about, yeah, this is gonna happen. I'm like, uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I said, please don't call me with this stuff again. Just call, call me with something to sign. Yeah. yeah, when it's signed and you got the date venue, the opponent, the person, everything is figured out, then you can call me. Yeah, if the ink ain't dry, then I don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, and you have a wonderful rest of your day. All right. Thank you, too. Great talking to you. You, too. Bye. Hey, my fans. It's Michelle Joy Phelps. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel by clicking this icon right here and hit the bell button below so that you can receive an alert every time we upload a new video. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.